This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am the Bowtie Guy. And I am the Biker Chick. And we are doing ultra, super secret, double dog dare, high tech podcast this week. We are... Three people in three places. We've got a guest who's going to be phoning in from uh, across the country. And then Christina's at her place and I'm at my place. And we're on phones and computers and stuff. This is the most high-tech we've ever been for a podcast. It is uh, three people, three places. And that makes us three amazing. So I hope we mess you up a little bit with our technical prowess. And uh, I'm excited. I just I can't believe how awesome this is. It makes me feel super-duper geeky. And that's the way I like to be. Um, just to get some housekeeping out of the way up front, um, if you need to email us, you can email us at info at com. We got our song of the week this week from someone emailing in. So uh, if you want to do that, you can do that. That would be outstanding. Uh, and if you want to get a hold of me, it's bowtieguy at com. And if you want to get a hold of me, it's bikerchick at com. That's just fantastic. And so uh, we're also on the interwebs. Uh, we've got our MessItUpPodcast.com website where you can check out the show. Uh, we've got uh, our Instagram page. We've got our Twitter page. And we've got a Facebook page. So check us out. We try to be hip and cool like all the young kids are and do all the, the neat social media things. So if you check it out, that would make us feel better. Now, last week, I put something out there and said uh, that the first person to uh, use hashtag Tune in Tuesday would get a free Starbucks card. The only person to do it was my wife. And so I took my wife out to coffee. So I'm going to put that back out there again this week. Uh, The first person that I see using the hashtag Tune in Tuesday uh, to uh, plug our podcast gets a free uh, $5 Starbucks card that I'll uh, send you in a text or an email. Or if you live here in beautiful Ridgecrest, I'll take you right down to the store and buy you coffee that day. Uh, so please use the hashtag TuneInTuesday, spread the love, and share the show wherever you happen to be. Our word of the week this week, I was trying to think of a good word of the week, and the thing that came to my mind was triage. Uh, triage is um, trying to assess degrees of urgency in something, especially like after an earthquake or a hurricane or some sort of a accident, and you're you know, working from a medical standpoint looking and see who gets treatment first and who doesn't. And today I had uh, technical issues. I'm down at my church because my internet exploded at my house and it's not working. So I had to do some triage. And uh, our guest is a resident of the South and uh, uh, they went through a big hurricane this week. And so triage was uh, just something that was on my mind. So triage is, uh, is always a cool thing. Sometimes you have to be able to assess things and know what you can do. It always reminds me of the serenity prayer. So um, that's kind of what I do is triage in my life, take the things I can change, uh, have the wisdom to know the things I can't, or the, the, the patience, the, the, the serenity to know those things and, and the wisdom to know the difference between what I can change and what I can't change. I really botched it right there. Right now, I'm not <laughs> stopping the recording and starting over. So there you go. I no, told, you just go with it. Yeah, I told Christina that, you know, if I messed up, I might stop. And she said, you're not allowed to. So, uh, hey, I messed it up. And um, hopefully it's going to turn into a message for someone. So there you go. 
Um, I guess uh, I didn't even look to see what time we started this thing, so I'm hoping I'm not going to run too late. But um, I haven't let Christina say a word. Christina, how are you doing this week? Is that unusual, though? <laughs> well, uh, not unusual for Paul to keep on talking. I'm good, though. I'm good. I'm doing really good. It's a good week. Lots of good Excellent. stuff. Excellent. I love to yeah. hear about good weeks and, and know about good weeks. Uh, my week has been interesting, but also good. Um, I had a fantastic time going out to the prison. And uh, I, well, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I went to a barbecue sort of on Saturday. You can check out the blog, the ministerofmocha.com blog, and hear about my trip to the, uh, the CR Family Barbecue this weekend in beautiful Bakersfield, California. Um, so uh, anyhow, uh, I don't want to take too much time up front here because we do have a guest. And our guest this week is um, my friend Pete from uh, beautiful uh, Alabama. And uh, Pete, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, Paul. Thanks for having me, Christina. It's uh, an honor to be on here with you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's uh, it's an honor to have you. I I got tickled um, when I was in. Whoops, um, that was not what I wanted to do. I'm I'm I, I'm going the wrong direction. I'm trying to. There it is. It's a stopwatch. That's what I want. Set a timer. Uh, I was in Hawaii a couple weeks ago, and I was on a hike on one of our last days, and I got a uh, message on the blog, the Minister Mocha blog, from a guy, and he was asking me for some information, and that's how I met uh, Pete here. And uh, Pete, why don't you tell us a little bit about? Um, about yourself here. Give us a little, uh, just a, a, a brief synopsis of, of what's going on in your life now, and then I'm going to ask you to give like a three-minute mini-money after that. So uh, however you want to do that, let the people know what your story is. Well, sure. Um, my name is Pete Choke. Um, I'm a resident of Dothan, Alabama, uh, originally from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, I'm the assimilation coach here at our Celebrate Recovery here at Harvest Church. And um, basically, um, what I do is to prepare in uh, to prepare myself for teaching a lesson. I'll go on and I'll look up uh, other people who have uh, done lessons. And uh, I came across Paul, and uh, he's a man after my own heart with his uh, dad jokes and his uh, sense of humor. Um, so I just want to clarify. Always... He said "dad" with a D, not "bad" with a B. That's dad jokes right there, people. Bad dad jokes, yeah. <laughs> um, but but certainly, certainly. Um, so he just tickled me as uh, as his teaching style, and uh, I reached out. Um, I, I actually had to do a little uh, a little bit of internet stalking to track you down, but I did find your blog and uh, got in touch with you that way. And uh, thank God for it because uh, I think. Um, you know, we, we, we have a lot to learn from each other. And, uh, I just, uh, I, th I thank God that we have, uh, extended family out in California now. And, um, you know, we can, we can, we're better together. We're better. Together. Absolutely. Actually, you got a place better, to stay and you don't know this Pete, but you know, we are very close to death Valley out here. So if you ever want to go see beautiful death Valley, you know, you've got a bed. <laughs> Absolutely. That sounds yeah. like a plan. Now, I didn't realize, I knew you were from uh, Pennsylvania, but I didn't realize you were from Allentown. Uh, one of my favorite moments in a Billy Joel concert is when they play Allentown because a guy comes out with a big steel pipe and a hammer and just starts whooping on the, the steel pipe to make that noise. And that's just like, 
ever since the first time I saw Billy Joel, I'm always like, come on, Allentown. I want to see the guy with the pipe. That's awesome. Yeah. That, yeah. Now, the, the, the very same town. Yeah. Would you be, uh, by any chance, a, a Steelers fan? I am not. Um, the, the, the Do you want to reconsider your the... answer? No, no, he does not. I, I, no, that, he that, is solid and firm. No. Yeah. Um, the uh, the Eagles are actually more in the the region oh. where I'm from, um, but I am not everywhere Steelers is Steelers country. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everywhere is Steelers country. Oh well, you know, I'm I'm sure you're a nice person anyway, though, Paul. Yeah, you know, I've I've actually have got uh, I put in astroturf in my front yard last year, and I took an extra piece of the astroturf and made a big three foot Steelers logo that uh, graces my front lawn. Um, so I did. And my, my pastor came by to drop something off at my house the other day and he, uh, he put my fire pit, my little portable fire pit over top of it. <laughs> and that was his little joke. Cause he's a Broncos fan. So we like to have fun that way, but we're not here for football talk. We are here to talk, uh, recovery and, uh, turn messages into messages. So Pete, can you give us just a little, a uh, brief mini money of your life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to start it like we always start it um, because I feel very uncomfortable doing it any other way. I'm a creature of habit. Um, so I'll, I'll just start it. Hi, my name's Pete, and I'm a grateful believer in Jesus, and I'm in recovery from chemical dependency. Hi, Pete. And I, hey, guys. Um, <laughs> and I always start out by saying I should not be here. Um, Paul, you know, I, I work with numbers for a living, and I've always had a passion for, for uh, statistics. Um, according to those numbers, somebody like me who comes from a loving two-parent home, makes straight A's, um, and is pretty well liked by everybody, doesn't usually have a story like this. Um, biologically, somebody who's put chemicals into their body and the combinations that I've put them in usually isn't alive to tell a story at all. And uh, statistically, a person who's stolen the things that I've stolen and endangered the lives I've endangered um, usually only talks to people from inside a prison cell. And I always um, start by saying that so I can say, thank God that our Savior defies statistics. Yes. Um, growing up, I was the, the oldest of four, um, and I had a lot of close friends, but being the oldest at home always left me wanting somebody to look up to as a big brother. And I found that person in an uncle of mine. Um, he was also pretty well liked and a really smooth talker. And I witnessed firsthand how easy it was to get what you wanted if you knew how to work people. Um, I wanted to learn that too. And he taught me. Um, my twenties started with me trying to get over a bad breakup that breakup destroyed my faith and my trust in people because I had put my faith and trust in the wrong place. And in my mind, if I couldn't trust this person anymore, then I couldn't trust anybody. I never felt betrayed like that before, and I didn't know what to do with it. Uh, so I started drinking and secretly abusing pain pills. And for a little while, the emotional pain and the noise in my head quieted down. And I justified how excessive it got by telling myself, this is just what everybody does in their 20s, you know? Um, yeah. It was the kind of justification um, that became a pattern for denial that I would use, you know, most of my adult life. Um, so shortly after that, I slowed down on my drinking and my drug use um, and things started looking up, um, began looking back into my faith in God 
and even met a nice Christian girl and got married and had a couple of kids. Uh, then at work one day, I hurt my back. Uh, it was just some stupid lifting accident that left me in an enormous amount of pain. And uh, guess what the doctors gave me? <laughs> yeah. That, that uh, non-addictive I, Vicodin? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Lots of that stuff. Um, but now, you know, now it was okay. Um, it yeah. was okay to take as many as I wanted now because the doctor gave them to me. Um, and that just spiraled out of control. And uh, I abused those pills and pills that I would steal from anybody that I could get them from uh, for years. And it got to the point where every day was, um, I, I, I always use the analogy, it was a race with the devil to uh, find enough pills to keep myself from detoxing. Um, and all the while, I kept putting on this mask, like everything was fine. Um, I was too ashamed to admit that I had a problem. I was too proud to seek any help. Uh, I felt like I had to wear that mask. Um, growing up, I was, the, I was the oldest. I was the smart one. Um, I was the one who was going to be just fine and do great things. Um, so I felt like I had to wear that mask. I couldn't, I couldn't show any weakness. Um, after a while, my wife found out. She said that if uh, things didn't change, she was gone. So I looked into counseling at our church and made an appointment with the care pastor there. And uh, he introduced me to a group called Celebrate Recovery. Um, now, I'm a bit, I'm a bit stubborn. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's just me. I'm sure it's just me. Nobody just else has can, can relate Nobody to else yeah. does that. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but I am a bit stubborn. So it took me about uh, two years of going back and forth between recovery and relapse before uh, my recovery stuck. Um, now, Paul and Christina, you know this, but if anybody's uh, unfamiliar with the curriculum of uh, Celebrate Recovery, uh, towards the end of the year, we teach a lesson called uh, Seven Reasons We Get Stuck, uh, which mm -hmm. gives us things to look out for in our recovery so we don't get stagnant. And uh, guys, I, I, I wish that I had paid more attention to that lesson the first couple of times around uh, because I got stuck. Um, I stopped going to meetings. My attendance at church dwindled, and I wasn't doing anything to serve anybody. Um, are you guys familiar with the term dry drunk? You betcha. Yeah. I was the driest drunk there was. Uh, I was getting selfish. I was getting miserable. I was lashing out in anger to everybody around me when things didn't go my way. Um, wasn't actively working the steps, growing in my recovery. Uh, but I was clean, and that was all that mattered, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I felt like my life w was falling apart um, after I was clean for two years. I, I went back to my sponsor, started reworking the steps. Uh, this time I did it the right way, uh, focusing on the root issues, my, my insecurities, my anxiety, my anger, my fear, my codependent issues. Uh, these were all the things that needed to be addressed and dealt with. Uh, they were what was really wrong with me the whole time. Uh, drugs were just the symptom that uh, I learned through working those steps in my sponsor that sin manifests itself differently for everybody. Um, for me, it was it, it was just drugs for me. Um, for some people, it's sex. For other people, it's gambling or shopping or food. Uh, but really, it's anything in your life that stands in your way with you it, uh, stands in the way of your relationship with God. Um, so I mean, really, that that should be the happy ending to my testimony. Um, I mean, I worked all the steps. Good for Pete. Hooray for me. Yeah. Know? Look at you go. Uh, 
but uh, recovery is a process. It's, it's not perfection. Um, and I always caution people that we should always be on the lookout for the next big thing that God wants to address in us. Um, that thing that you think, if anybody knows, it'll be the end of you. Um, and I always tell my folks that it doesn't have to be. Our God doesn't waste the hurt. He doesn't give up on us. There's forgiveness, there's restoration, and there's hope through Jesus. Um, one of my favorite verses is Genesis 18.25. Um, and Genesis 18.25 asks us, will not the judge of all the earth do what is right? And, uh, you know, even today when I'm going through a hard time, I, I repeat that phrase. It, it's hanging up in my van. So when somebody cuts me off in traffic, I can just look at it. Um, my answer to that is <laughs> yes, he can. He can, he will, and he does. Um, I'm not supposed to be here, but because of God's grace and his love, I'm here anyway. And that's the point, isn't it? It is. It is. Amen to that. Well, that's such a, a, just an amazing story. There's so much that I want to ask you and, and, and talk to you about with that. But if I do, that'll mean that the show's going to wind up being about three hours long. So what I'm going to do to kill my, uh, my instinct to just ask a bunch of questions right now is I'm going to throw it real quick to our song of the week, which is, Oh, Come to the Altar uh, from Elevation Worship. So we're going to listen to this song. I'm going to give you a little clip of it. We'll come back and talk about it, and then we'll get back to uh, Pete and his story Take this mess and turn it into a message. So we'll see you on the other side of Oh, Come to the Altar. Welcome back to the Mess It Up podcast. We've got Pete and Christina, and I'm Paul, and we uh, just heard a little bit of Oh, Come to the Altar from Elevation Worship. And Pete, we were talking uh, in the break a little bit about the song, but tell us what you were uh, thinking about that song, your, your concept there. Well, for me, um, the, the line in the song that always sticks out to me is uh, when, it, when he says, the Father's arms are open wide. And uh, for, for me, when I, when I picture Jesus... When I close my eyes and I picture an interaction with him, um, I'm always in his arms, just wrapped up, um, and I'm a mess. And he's just comforting me, and I'm crying, and I, I'm, I'm an ugly crier, Paul. Uh, I got the <laughs> snot and the tears flying out. 
and uh, he's just got his arms wrapped around me, and he's, and he's just saying, kiddo, I know, I know, and I know it hurts, and I'm sorry that it hurts, but just hang in there. I got this, and I'm going to use it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that's what it always makes me think of. The, the father's arms are open wide. That's just always been my experience, picturing, picturing his love for me. Yeah. Yeah, this, Christine, I don't want to stomp on you. We, we haven't let Christina talk. This was not a plot between Pete and myself, but Christina is stuck, uh, not in a room, but I guess in, a, in an Internet with two people who don't know the bounds of talking. So, Christina, I'm going to let you go before I dominate again. Absolutely. Thanks, Paul. No, I was just agreeing with Pete on that is my favorite line out of the whole song. And for me, it's just a reminder, not just for me, but for everybody, that God is always there, arms open, waiting for his kids to come home. It's not, you know, he's not the God that some people believe who's angry and bitter and, you know, just waiting to shoot lightning bolts at us. That he is a gentle, gentle father with his arms just spread open wide, waiting for us. You know, when we realize that life is tough, we need to run into those arms. And I just love, I love the, the picture in my head that I get. Yeah. Um, I, I heard this song just recently when I was on my, uh, my trip to the barbecue. It came on the radio. And the, uh, the line, we do this song a lot on our worship team at church. And uh, the, so I've heard it plenty of times. And sometimes when I do a song from the point of the worship team and I'm up there playing, I try not to get involved in worship when I'm playing because I feel that it gets distracting. And plus, sometimes I get lost and I start playing the wrong notes. So they uh, frown at me. So I try to just focus on playing the music and, and not getting too involved in the song when I'm actually playing. And the song, that, or the line just smacked me in the face this weekend was have you come to the end of yourself? And I have, I've been to the end of my rope, but that's different than coming to the end of myself. Because when I'm at the end of my rope, that's where, where Jesus is just waiting to catch me. But I need to come to the end of myself and let go to let Jesus do these things. And, and I just saw such a huge difference between the end of myself and the end of my rope the end of myself is the beginning of hope. The end of my rope is like, that's, that's just like there's no more hope. Everything is lost at that point. But when I get to the end of myself and I stop doing it and I start letting God do it, holy mattress, do things change. And uh, that's just been a, a concept that's been playing in my head this week. Uh, in the spot where I am in writing my book, I've just been thinking about that a lot. So it's just, um, I love it when you can kind of, retread an old song uh and that's this week this song has been retread for me to where it's a brand new song and i'm just getting different things out of it uh because it is just um it's fantastic and even just the thought of elevation worship like you know i said that was oh come to the altar by elevate i was like elevation lifting higher oh man it just it messed me up it really did so i thought well that's perfect so i'm glad that that song got uh, sent in as a request and uh, again, if you've got songs to request, send them into info at messituppodcast.com. I hate to have to think, so if you can come up with a word of the week or a song of the week, that helps me out a lot. So I appreciate that. Uh, anything else from the song for you guys? That's it. No, I'm good. At nice. Okay, well, uh, Pete, as, as you were telling your, your little mini-money before, um, 
you were talking about going back to your sponsor and working your steps again. Mm. And was this the same sponsor, I'm, I'm guessing? Um, at that point, yeah. Um, that was before we had relocated um, from Pennsylvania. So I was uh, still with the same individual, yeah. And what was their response when you came to them with this? Did, was it similar to how you would respond to a person who's had a relapse or how did that play out? Um, my, my original sponsor um, is, is I, I always call him Yoda. Um, <laughs> he was just kind of, he, he was my Yoda, um, if I can geek it up for a second. Um, so his reaction to me coming and telling him, like, look, uh, I think I'm ready to do this over again, but I think I want to focus on, you know, some deeper stuff this time. He just kind of smiled and nodded and, uh, you know, was of the opinion, like, okay, well, I was kind of waiting for you to be ready to do that. So let's go, <laughs> you know, let's get started. So um, he he was very, very much, you know, he wasn't going to push me into doing something that I didn't, you know, that I wasn't ready to do or I wasn't willing to do myself. Uh, he just kind of, let me get there um, and then was very willing to help me when I finally got there. Yeah. I, I always tell people my sponsor was the guy that was going to mm -hmm. kick me in the butt because my family was the ones mm -hmm. who would give me hugs. And so I purposely found a person who would not give me a hug, but would just kick me in the butt to keep me on the straight and narrow. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty, sponsors are amazing. I, I love, love sponsors. And I've been blessed to have the same sponsor for, uh, 15 years uh, in here, and so it's. I'm very, very glad about that. <laughs> this is fun. People are slipping me notes under the door here at the uh, the room in the church. That's awesome. We're going from high tech to low tech. Um, the uh, the other thing that really struck me uh, was when you talked about that 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 seven uh, seven keys to to not getting stuck. And I was thinking about that myself, and I sometimes I get stuck and I don't realize it. Um, and you you were keyed on uh, on giving back and that helping you to do that. And would it be fair to say that that's like twelfth step in? Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. Uh, I I say all the time to people that the four I. I, I not the four most important words that I've ever heard in my recovery, but four of the most helpful, um, impactful words that I've ever been told by my sponsor. Um, I, I would get in my head a lot. Um, you know, I'd, I'd worry about things. I, again, I'm sure I'm the only person who's ever done this. Um, <laughs> but I would get in my head and I'd, oh, well, what about this? Well, what about my wife? Well, what about, you know, my job? Uh, what about my kids, you know? And I'd, I'd be defeating myself before I even got started. Um, and he would just tell me, you know, Pete, shut up for a second. You know, um, what you're going to do is you're going to find somebody, be helpful. And those were the four words that really changed my life. Find somebody, be helpful. Wow. And, um, I mean, it, it's so simple. Um, but it's the most impactful thing that I do even today. Um, if I find myself getting so wrapped up about, you know, well, I don't know how this paycheck's going to stretch, you know, two weeks or, oh gosh, the car needs work or, you know, the kid's glasses broke or something like that. And it's like, well, you know, is it really that big of a deal? Let's go find somebody and be helpful. 
Um, you know, mm. go pick up trash on the side of the road. Go help an old lady across the street. Go mow somebody's grass. You know, find somebody who could really use some help and, and help them. Um, and I often find, and, you know, my, my guys that I sponsor often find, um, going and find, finding somebody and being helpful to somebody else, you get more out of it usually than that person that you're helping, you know? Yeah. It's um, the, I, I, that idea of getting uh, more out of it than the person. I, I think of that every time I go into the uh, prison. I know what I got from people when I was in prison, and, and now that I'm going in and, and helping them, it's just, I mean, it's the highlight of my week. Everyone thinks it's funny because I, you know, fought so hard to get out, and now I'm <laughs> fighting so hard to get in, and I just love going back uh, to do that because it is, it's that, that whole giving back. And I guess one of the questions that people always ask me at the end of the year, because we do self-recovery. I've been doing it for years and years now. And then it's like, oh, now, well, what are we going to do next year? I was like, we're going to cycle back and we're going to hit lesson one. Well, can't we do something different? You know, maybe we should do a different program this year. I was like, no, you're not getting it. That 12th step, that giving back, that's where all the rest was just groundwork. You know, that giving mm -hmm. back is where it really, really gets there. And, I mean, Jesus really um, said the same thing. Um, you know, one, one of his last, one of his last, the, the Great Commission was, was step 12. All right, now everything I taught you, go give it out. Go give it to people. You know, that, that was the point. Like you said, that, that's the point. That's the point of everything. So we got to watch your testimony this last CR, Pete. And I have to tell you, I've been in CR for six years now. And listening to your testimony was amazing. You've got a great story of what God has done. But the thing that stood out to me most was your, your part about serving, about serving mm -hmm. others and just how that's the foundation of staying moving forward is the way that I took it is if you want to continue to progress, you have to get outside of yourself, make other people important, give back what you've gotten. Um, and it was kind of cool because at the end of the night, um, we had just, me and four other ladies had just completed a 12-step mm -hmm. group. And so hearing your testimony, hearing you talk about giving back, and then being able to present those chips to those women, it just kind of like all flowed in a God flow that night. And so I that thought it was a really good message. It wasn't that great. <laughs> and so it was There's just no cool such thing. Because, no such thing, Paul. Right? Yeah. Because they got to hear firsthand how important, now that they have gone through and completed this, this step study, now they get to go move forward and give that back. Yeah, I love seeing that. I it's I love watching that in my own kids when they do things and and help out um, my one of my daughters was calling this week and asking about uh, something mom's birthday is coming up and the gift that she had in mind for mom was just like oh my gosh you are so step 12 I love you <laughs> it was just like you know it wasn't just like you know I think I'll get mom some fancy jewelry or whatever it's like something that was really just heartfelt and thoughtful and I love seeing that in my kids because that makes me feel like, okay, I know I've made mistakes, but I've also done some, some good stuff and, and made my mess into a message. And Pete, you're taking your mess 
and making it into a message with every person you find and do something for. Um, how, how did that play out with, um, you know, you were in Hurricane Alley there with uh, Michael this last week. And um, how, how did that, how is that playing out? How, how are you doing, you know, you sent me a picture and it, it looked like you personally were okay with your house, but the neighborhoods, the, the, your area, did it survive okay or is it bad or? Um, I'm, I'm hesitant to say that we got out okay. Um, we, we personally, my family, um, we got out really, really well. Um, we were without power for a few days. We had to throw away some cold cuts um, from the from the fridge, but I mean that was really the extent of uh, our inconvenience with it. Um, and really, that's all it was for us here was an inconvenience in our house. Um, I know personally there are friends of mine and uh, family down here that were not so lucky. Um, but this general area where we're at, um, it, it, the the damage just pales in comparison to uh, how Florida. Um, was hit in the panhandle down there. Um, so definitely, you know, be praying for, you know, the folks here, you know, in uh, in the Alabama and the panhandle of Florida um, who didn't, you know, get out of it, um, who, di- who didn't get out of it unscathed uh, like a lot of us here did. Um, definitely be praying for them. Yeah, it's um, it's good. So I know that one of the, best things that I've done in my life that, that was the most rewarding was going and doing um, uh, rebuilding after Katrina and that mm. I was pretty early on in my recovery at that point so I didn't look at it as a 12 step kind of thing but now I just love opportunities to give back and when we're talking in our leadership team about hey should we do this or should we do that um, we were just talking today about a person who loves to cook and letting them cook and, and Christina was the wise one uh, and said, you know, we need to not have the one person do it every time because other people need a chance to give back and, and serve mm-hmm. and do that. I was just like, yes, amen. That's just, uh, that's awesome. If we're, if, if we're not doing that 12th step at the end, if we're not giving back, uh, it won't continue. It won't, people won't keep coming back and people won't have their lives changed. So that is, uh, that's a good word. And, uh, I'm excited about doing uh, do what we can. If you are listening out there and you've got a great way to give back, uh, please send that in. Use the hashtag um, TuneInTuesday. Get yourself a free cup of coffee from me. Uh, but let us know that you're listening. Send in stuff. We love the interchange and the uh, back and forth with people. If Pete hadn't been bold enough to stalk me, uh, you wouldn't have heard his testimony right now. Uh, if you want to hear his full testimony instead of just a little mini money, uh, Pete, can you tell the folks where to find that online? Uh, certainly. Uh, we were able to um, put a YouTube page together um, that it has all of our long-form testimonies and uh, some promotional videos that uh, the church was gracious enough to shoot for us. And uh, if you just hop on to the YouTubes, uh, you can search Harvest Dothan Celebrate Recovery. Uh, that's Dothan, D-O-T-H-A-N, Harvest as in Harvesting Wheat, Harvest Dothan, Celebrate Recovery. And uh, we'll pop up on there and uh, feel free to um, watch those and use them at your home churches, home CRs. Uh, that's what they're there for. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, thanks, Pete, for, uh, for being on. Um, we really appreciate it, and we look forward to hearing great things from you. Uh, real quick, the emails are... Are you I was going to be. Oh yeah, I was. Are <laughs> <laughs> you waiting for me? It's bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. And I am uh, bowtie guy at messituppodcast.com. And then you can just send it to the general as well. The info at messituppodcast.com if you want. We love your suggestions. We need your stories. If you've got someone who's got a mess that turned into a message, let us know so we can have them on as well. Pete, thanks from the bottom of our heart and. Uh, uh, keep on keeping on out there in Alabama. If you're ever out in beautiful southern, southern Cal- sunny Southern California, come look us up. We've got a place for you to stay, and we've got a place for you to share that testimony. I certainly will take you up on that, Paul. Uh, Paul, Christina, thank you so much for the opportunity. You bet. Thanks. And listen, folks, we'll see you next time on Mess It Up. All right, bye-bye. <laughs>